Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good, good. Busy day here. You busy? I'm pretty busy, man. I mean, pretty busy stuff. Life's um, busy. You know, first of all, a couple of things to jump out, and there's we're going to sort of hop all over the place here. But uh, how about kudos to Mr. Colin Sexton, former University Ooh. of Alabama guard who put up 41 points, a career high, which topped his career high from earlier in the week, which was like 32 or 34 points. So he's really coming into his own. And, you know, it's been hard. It's not been hard to follow. I mean, you can follow anybody online these days, but it's been harder to follow him because obviously when he gets drafted to the Cavs, LeBron James immediately uh, goes to the Lakers. So, uh, you know, the, the bell cow was no longer on the team. So, uh, and then they had some internal strife. They've gone through uh, the John Beeline experiment, which lasted about 15 seconds. And, the, you know, Colin has been under the gun a little bit, and some people really have been hard on him, apparently, in Cleveland. I didn't know this until I started checking up on it a little bit more uh, last night. And, like, all of a sudden now, a lot of people in Cleveland and a lot of people in the NBA are saying, you know what, we've been too damn hard on this kid. It's, he's been kicking ass every single night, and it's been a lot of other problems we've had. It's not Colin Sexton's fault. And so people are really starting to jump on the uh, young bull bandwagon, and I'm right there with them, baby. Wow. Uh, he has. I mean, the the numbers are incredible. All I know is the numbers. Like you, uh, uh, the Cavs are not appointment watching for me, so I've seen very little of it. But I'm aware of what he does on on most nights, and he is truly turning into one of the most productive players uh, in the in the Eastern Conference. So. Good for him. What an abysmal team situation he's got there. You know, maybe at some point we're going to refer to the Avery Johnson era at Alabama as the Colin Sexton era because that really was the whole show, wasn't it? That was the show. Uh, Avery, the fact that Avery recruited, signed, and Coach Colin, uh, who who is just in a one-and-done situation, was one of the great players in Alabama basketball history, uh, the Avery Johnson era now going forward known as the Colin Sexton era. Well, and it could be the Colin Sexton era featuring Dante Hall, who has signed another <laughs> two-day contract with the Detroit Pistons. And, um, you know, Dante Hall's just a – I mean, look, I am i didn't think he would ever play in the NBA. I'll be honest. He's got sort of a weird shot. Um, he's not a good shooter by any stretch of the imagination. And um, I just didn't think he was going to make it. But, hey, God bless him. He's he's found a way. And the boy can jump out of the gym. And we already knew that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, he's just – I'm proud of him. And, hey, why not start out with some good basketball news today? Hey, and, you know, the thing with Dante, I, I'm a little less surprised he made the NBA, although I never, ever would have bet on it. I would have lost the bet just like you did. I'm, I'm a little less shocked. But one, one thing is it's a great lesson to all of us who love sports in general. It's a great lesson about how these kids don't progress at a linear pace. Everyone is different in terms of when the light comes on or when they play their best, when they fully develop. Some kids are some kids are capable of playing at a college level in the 11th grade, and some kids get to college and they're good as freshmen. Some kids all of a sudden become a good player when they're a junior or senior, and then you got the guy like Dante Hall. It took him a long time 
But I think the dude finally has just arrived. He's arrived. It just took this long. Uh, had he continued at Alabama, what, this would have been his sixth year at Alabama, <laughs> his sixth or seventh year at Alabama. And, uh, and, and that's just how long it took him to max out. And uh, good for him. Just a late, let's just call him a late bloomer. And uh, with his physical ability, his size, his ability to jump out of the gym on top of everything else, uh, we shouldn't be surprised that a highly athletic 6'9 guy with his body is doing well in the NBA. It just took him this long to develop a skill set that could survive in that league. Yeah. And, I mean, he, I, I mean, look, I'm not trying to go overboard with this thing. Anybody in the NBA, any team you play for in the NBA is awesome. Uh, but, I mean, he is signing 10-day contracts with the Pistons, who aren't very yeah. good. And Colin Sexton, unfortunately, is with the Cavs who aren't very good, but, you know, maybe eventually they will be good. And, and Colin Sexton, I think, is going to end up being a superstar in this league. He's already averaging close to 21 points a game, and one or two more 40-point games, he's going to be, you know, people are going to start really taking notice. Kevin Love had a lot of praise for him after last night's game, which they lost, it should be noted. Um, and one more piece of good basketball news that is good for the soul, doesn't necessarily do anything to help Alabama, uh, but Auburn lost at home last night to Texas A&M, and I got to say, I took some uh, Schadenfreude from that, and I enjoyed it. Um, it did, and then it pissed me off even more, knowing that, damn it, I really can't enjoy this because my team just lost at home to Vanderbilt. And the even funnier part about that was last night, and, and man, if I'm lying, I'm dying, and maybe I just, maybe I'm getting old, but I'm lying in bed, and I have the uh, Ole Miss-Missouri game on. And I, I click over to it because I knew there had to be an SEC game on. And I'm like, oh, this must be a replay because Missouri and Alabama just played and Missouri beat us at home and I'm still embarrassed about it. And, like, I was sitting there for five solid minutes, Jimmy, going, how in the hell is Missouri playing back-to-back nights? Was there a snowstorm delay that they had to play? What the hell? And then it dawned on me, oh, shit, we didn't lose to Missouri at home. We lost to Vanderbilt at home. I mean, like, was, we hadn't lost to Missouri yet. We hadn't lost to Missouri yet. That's Saturday. It, it was so unfathomable <laughs> that we would lose to Vandy at home that I forgot we did it the previous night. That's amazing. <laughs> Sometimes, some things are just very hard for humans to accept. What's that, uh, the five stages of uh, grief? You just yeah. hadn't got to accept. You got confused because you hadn't got to acceptance yet as it relates to that Vanderbilt game. So makes makes sense to me psychologically. It's still if, just hard if to I believe. Remember but, my, you know, um, I'm, I'm over it, though. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's, it's, I'm already looking at the season in capsule form, and uh, based on all the stuff that's happened, we're just I, – I, I can't believe we were playing a game in March that mattered. I know we lost it, and we lost it to Vandy of all teams, but – how did we play a game in March that mattered? That's that's how I'm looking at this with the unbelievable an injury situation. I bet we sat down when David Ballou and Dr. Matt Ray got to Alabama from Indiana. I think we sat them down and explained to them the basketball injury situation, and they cried, went back to the plane, and flew back to Indiana. <laughs> that could be. But you said you're looking at it in capsule form. Does that capsule come in cyanide? Because uh, <laughs> it, has, it, has to, it has to at this But now, now next year, here is next year going to be Groundhog Day again? I'm looking at the roster next year. Now, you know, we don't know Kyra's situation. We don't know Petty's 
situation. And the roster can really get turned upside down in year two in a big transition like we've had with Nate Oates. But I'm just saying, based on who we're bringing in, based on what we got coming back, if we've got 13 guys in Quinterly, who I believe is a good player, I'm going to be excited about next year. And I, I shouldn't end the sentence with that. I'm going to say, like an idiot, I'm excited about next year. It's much better. Okay. Um, but you, you talked about the stages of grief. And I, if my old Alabama classes or, or taught me anything, it's the five stages of grief or disbelief then doubt, then sadness, then acceptance, and then Vanderbilt. I think those are five <laughs> stages of grief. So I am on stage five. I had disbelief, then doubt, then sadness, then I accepted it, and then I realized it was Vanderbilt, and I hadn't really accepted it, and I had to start over. Um, this from the uh, desk of Sigmund Small Ford. <laughs> nice. I dig that. Very nice. Uh, and Jimmy, speaking of all those things, apropos of nothing, and this is – a terrible segue. So I've just thrown a bunch of words together right here to let you know that when we come back from this break, I'm going to tell you a new joke. So y'all stay tuned. Okay. So I promised you a joke. Here's my joke that I was reminded of today. And then we'll get into some more Alabama shit. But uh, uh, two guys were on the elevator. One of them gets on and he's sneezing uncontrollably. And he's just, oh, you. And they, you know, he puts his hand in a, in uh, whatever he's using to blow his nose. And you. And he, the guy says, "My gosh, what is, what is wrong?" He said, "Oh, I, he said I've got a, a problem where every time I sneeze, I have an orgasm. I just, and you. And he goes, "Oh," and the guy goes, "Oh my God, are you taking anything for it? What are you, what are you using there? What are you using? What's your handkerchief?" He goes, "Ragweed." That's pretty funny to me, you know. <laughs> Because <laughs> you would want to keep doing that. So, um, okay. Not as wonder what as Sigmund, I wonder what Sigmund Small Ford would say about that joke. <laughs> Not much. Probably get the same kind of hesitant. Uh, um, so, Jimmy, we should also mention the girls lost today uh, to Georgia. Which, well, just I was so just, just when I get excited about it for the first time in since since Yo-Yo Watkins was at Alabama, it's the first time oh, I'm God. excited about about uh, Alabama women's basketball. And then of course they lose to not even a good team. I mean Georgia's not even good. Uh, they're not. They're certainly not great. And uh, oh well, oh well. I believe there's a women's NIT. Is there? I think isn't there one? Yeah, but I think we might make the tournament. I'm not saying really? we will. And I shouldn't make any proclamations because, frankly, I have no idea what the women's bubble looks like. <laughs> I'm, and, I'm not even and sure there's a women's on, NIT. And based on stuff that's recently happened to the likes of Chris Matthews, I'm scared to even talk about the women's NIT or, or NCAA or just any of it. I don't know that I can talk about it legally. So I'm just going to leave it all alone and not talk about women ever again for any reason. So yeah, I wish that I'm, makes a lot of sense. I'm already uncomfortable talking about what we've talked about. So let's move on. Um, makes a lot of sense to me. Bryce Young has his number for next year. That's, Jimmy, you know, this is exciting. I did. And this is exciting on a number of different. I didn't think that that would be exciting. But the Bryce Young stuff is so exciting. Just him getting a number. That's the uh, that's the news of the day to me. And I'm, I'm fired up about it. And I think it's a good number because it was. Uh, it was my number when I was a young lass athlete myself. 
back in the eighties. So, uh, you chess I, I team members nine. had numbers. <laughs> I was number nine on my basketball team and my baseball team when I wow. was, uh, but alas, playing in high school, playing the athletes. I've only played eighth grade basketball. I only grew so tall. Well, I mean, what, but I still want to know what high school you went to. Oh, I went to high, I went to uh, Fairhope High School, which at the time was a really big, uh, we were like the third biggest school in the state back then. Uh, back, back, back when the dinosaurs roamed the state, uh, Fairhope was really big for those from the state of Alabama who, who know powerhouse athletic teams like Spanish Fort High School and Daphne High School. When I was in high school, those schools did not exist. Every kid in Spanish Fort and Daphne attended Fairhope High School, which grew to the third largest school in the state uh, when I was in school there. And then right after I graduated, they built Daphne and since then built Spanish Fort. So when I went to school, it was really big. And the school was, because it was so big and well-funded for a public school, uh, we were good at everything. We were really good football, basketball, baseball, tennis, golf, everything was we were good, so I, I didn't. I think I did try out for the Fair JV basketball team, but just because some of my friends were, I had no illusions about about actually uh, making the team. But I did play for my middle school team in the eighth grade. Um, but okay, so we did. We haven't said his number yet. I guess we should. Oh, well, um, I just said it was my number, assuming everyone would know that I that I wore nine because <laughs> that it is rather you. It, everyone assumed that assumes that nine because it rhymes with Stein and it's so embarrassing. When I when I played when I played baseball in the ninth grade, we had a freshman baseball. That's how big that's how big the school on the freshman baseball team. The coach is like, uh, you know, we're going over the team and coach is like hand out the numbers. He's like, uh, he's like Stein. What number? I was like, I was like standing next to him when he's like going through the list. He's like Stein. What number do you want? And I said uh, two. And he's like, you're not good enough to wear two. Give me another number. Just and I said, "Well, I want a single-digit number." He's like, "Fine, you'll be nine. I'm like, "Why?" He said, "Because it because it rhymes with Stein." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> you number three point one four. So yeah, so now Bryce Young has my number nine. So and I, okay, the thing that I immediately thought of is. Does he become everybody's favorite number nine of all time? Although Amari Cooper wore number nine. Amari, I mean, Freddie name Kitchens, some other, Nikita Freddie, Stover, Freddie Kitchen, Nikita Stover. Good call, Freddie. Kitchen. How about current number nine, Jordan Battle? Who I think I'm going to make an announcement here that might surprise people, but I'm just going to say I predict Jordan Battle is one of the top five defenders on the field for us next season. How about that? Okay. And and, and um, now, so nine on both sides of the ball are going to be just total total badasses. So nine is kind of the new thing. Nine is the new uh, two, 13? Um, I mean, that's, I mean I, what's the most famous number in Alabama history? Is it 12 or two? People I mean, are going to say 12 because of Namath and Stabler and the other quarterbacks yeah. have been 12. Uh, and, you know, the Saban era has changed a lot. Julio's eight, two is 13. Uh, but even two with Jalen and David Palmer, Derrick Henry was two. Derrick Henry was every number. Derrick Henry wore all ninety-nine numbers in his uh, four yeah. year, three, three or four years at Alabama. Um, he wore twenty-seven. He wore two. Did he have another one? Yeah, he did. Did he wear twenty-two? He wore twenty-two. He I think he did. I think he had a new number every year. I, I think he wore twenty-two initially. 
Um, okay. Let me, I'm trying to think of some other. All right. So we threw out those. Is there any other number nine that was Vantrese Davis number nine? I think you are on to something. I would never, ever, ever, ever would have pulled that out of my butt like you just did. But yes, he was. Um, and he was. frankly, after that, I'm kind of out of number nines, though. I was impressed. Like, I was impressed. Well, I certainly am impressed with Vantrese Davis. That's going all the way back to literally about 87 or 88 was he from central yes. phoenix city maybe i think that's right and he yeah. was um he linebacker. was i think he was a linebacker I, when uh Derek thomas was there so that's yeah that's it would have been when i was in school i think he was an upperclassman when i was a freshman at alabama in about 88 yeah, yeah. yep good player but my, my point is i mean bryce young has a good shot at becoming an all-time now look nobody's got a favorite number 68 i mean you know they're just not going to be or 52 they're not going to be a lot of those now 55 is is already in the rafters i mean nobody can beat right. that with Derek thomas um you know 22 and and actually i mean number two i mean i guess some people could fuss over deuce and and derrick henry um 22 with uh with mark ingram is going to be tough to beat i think um sure and 13, 13, I think Tua sort of, 13 is always going to be Tua. It's going to be a heck of a 13 that makes us forget. 12 the, with Namath. The Hawaiian I mean, Prince. You know, nobody's, Namath, nobody's Stabler, Brody. Yeah. There's a lot and of then, good 12s. Um, so, you know, but of the badass numbers that you can have, uh, Trent Richardson at three. Um, boy, who's name some number one? Stacey Harrison, Ramsey Robinson. Wasn't McElroy 12? <clears throat> McElroy is 12, yeah. Here's a funny thing. One of my buddies, he's actually in the media that covers uh, – I won't, I won't name names, but he's actually in the media. So so when McElroy commits to us, he, he he called him McElroy, I mean, just in our conversations. And I never wa- – I knew it was McElroy. I knew how to pronounce it as McElroy, and it wasn't McElroy. But, yeah. but I, I didn't care enough to ever say – why would I care that he was <laughs> butchering that? I, so when we were talking about the team and, and Greg's name would come up, he would call him McElroy, and, and he did. And then fast forward four years, and now Greg becomes our starting quarterback. And I still never say anything, but now his name comes up all the time because he's a starting quarterback. He's still calling him McElroy. And then we, like, win the national championship. <laughs> then we win the national championship, and I finally I said, y- you do know this whole time it's McElroy. They say it on TV 98 times a day, <laughs> you know, now. It's McElroy. He's like, I know it is. He goes, I've known it is for a while. I just can't stop. I started it, and I thought that was his name, and I just can't stop. I'm like, he just won the national championship. I think at that point, you, you commit yourself to saying it right. It's the na- He's a national championship quarterback. So, anyway. That's my McElroy story. I've got another one of those uh, kind of stories like that where um, you you have mispronounced the name to start with and you write it yeah. to your brain out of pride and humor. <laughs> and, I mean, you just <laughs> – it's so, it's so stupid. Uh, uh, we talked about him earlier, Dante Hall. I was calling him Dante Hall for Dante. three years. And as some people know, my friend is Brian Pasnick. And um Brian, friend of the show. Yeah, friend, friend of the of show. Good, good guy. Brian, who's the color commentator for the Crimson Tide basketball team, he finally he and I were on the phone like <clears throat> talking about some stuff. And I was like, Yeah, Dante's got a chance and done to this. He goes, 
Luke, it's Dante Hall. And I was like, oh, I know that. I know that. He's like, are you sure? And, and like when I hung up the phone with him and I'm, I'm really just coming out now and telling the truth, I was thinking to myself, yeah, I didn't know that. I've called him Dante, Dante Hall forever and I've heard it. And I just, I have, I have heard it pronounced Dante Hall, but I thought it was Dante and I was going to ride this shit all the way to the grave until somebody called me out on it. And finally, thankfully, Brian Passant called me out on it, and I've started calling him Dante Hall like his name is. He shamed you into the correct pronunciation. He, he shamed me. you into it. He did because, I mean, and he knew that, that you were I doing it wrong the whole time. He knew, I knew I had screwed it up, and I was, <laughs> I was going to ride that puppy all the way to the end. And it just, you know, I just, anyway. Well, even um, Marcel Darius. I called him Darius, and then he turns pro and goes in the draft and then announces to the world, by the way, everyone has pronounced my name Darius for years, and that's fine. But now that I'm in the NFL, I think everybody should get it right. It's Darius. It's not Darius. It's yeah. Darius. He, he tells to the world, and he wants to, everybody to finally pronounce it right. And I'm like, no, 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 you're Darius. Forget yeah. it. Forget it. I'm, I'm way too deep in it. So still, even though that was all the way back in 2010, it's 2020 now. I'm still on Darius because I'm not, I'm not changing it. Well, that's it's like a Louis CK, like Louis CK and the Indians. Oh, I was about you to know. say that. I, I <laughs> He's the same joke. When, when Louis CK says we, we, we have been so mean to the native American, we're, we're, this is how cruel we are. Even to this day, even when we landed the boat and, uh, and we said, uh, wow, uh, we're in India. You guys must be Indians. And they're like, no, 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 we're, you're, you're not in India. We're not, we're not Indians. And, and our response to that for now 500 years has been, no, 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 you're Indians. He's like, nah, you're Indians. Nah, Come you're on. Indians. You're, you know, who are you, who are you kidding? Clearly. We still, and we still do it 500 years later. And here's another thing. If you listen to the podcast yesterday, I was telling the Alabama basketball team not to give up under insurmountable odds, <laughs> just like Elizabeth Warren. She quit today. <laughs> I sincerely hope you didn't bring that up because of the Indian thing and Elizabeth Warren. That's just a coincidence. Oh, damn it. I didn't even think about that, but that is a good point. That's just a coincidence. That's a heck of a segue you made. That's that a heck is of a, a segue you made accidentally. I should have run back to my grave. It's an all-time segue. No, what we're saying here is we treat uh, Native Americans horribly in this country, and I don't care how you say your name, Marcel. I'm sticking with Darius because I've been riding Darius now for 13 years. I can't change it now. Well, and the, the other side to that is we don't have to, everybody else kind of still goes with Darius. So I think we're all kind of good with it. It's not like there's one of us screwing and we're going, Jimmy, Jimmy won't say that right. We're all still saying Darius, all of us. Hey, hey, a lot of our fans do one with the current player now. And I had it wrong all during, all during recruiting. I said, certain. All during recruiting, I said certain, but I found out specifically and explicitly it's not certain, it's certain. And I'm well, like, I, that. that that caught on with me really fast. For some reason, I was able to change that. So I always say certain now. And, and even on TV, the announcers get that wrong. And a lot of our fans and even media guys do. But it is Patrick certain, not certain. And it not only like that, his dad played in the NFL. And it was very clearly certain, and we well, still screwed it up. Exactly. Yet I remembered him as certain, so I must have been 
an idiot when his dad played too. It's never changed over all these years. Well, that number one, that was true regardless, but they still spell it with a T-A-I-N, which yeah, I mean not our fault. That, that that's not our fault. Yeah. And here's the other that looks thing. like certain. Here's the other thing that's funny. When you and I were in the other podcast we did forever that preceded this one, talking Tuscaloosa, um we when we were first beginning to recruit to a Tungavaloa, uh we were trying to say that thing eight ways from Sunday. I mean, we tried yep. every which way to say that name. And finally, and the patent is still pending, we had decided we were just gonna go with two a T, as in he fits Alabama to a T. And that never, you know, caught on, which shocker, spoiler. <laughs> but um when now when I hear other people try to pronounce his name and screw it up, I almost get pissed. Mad. Like, yeah. Tongue of Iloa, damn it. And well, and we I'm put the effort into it. We we put the effort into it and learned it, and we love him like our own children. And <laughs> yet now we're pissed, even though at the very beginning there was no way we got that name right because there's like, Goodell. Is Goodell gonna we, screw it up? Is Goodell gonna screw it up in April on that big night? Oh, without a doubt. I, I mean, <laughs> he's going to screw this up royally. But, I mean, there are like six conferences in there that don't belong, and I don't care because now I so much that I'm fine if he wants to put some numbers in his name. I don't care. There's, there's no end in there either. And Put an asterisk and a high comma. I don't care. Do it all, man. I'm down <laughs> with it. That's right. Um. Okay, so, Jimmy, what we're going to do, uh, we'll wrap this one up right here. And the next podcast for Friday, we're going to do a podcast where we're going to talk about some of the visitors coming in this weekend. Ooh, and it's going recruiting. To be, yeah. Sort of my thing. Yeah. No, no Bama, Missouri talk this week is all but, recruiting. But um, people have to take this after hearing that, that talk. People have to understand that, yeah, we'll talk about the visitors this weekend, but don't expect us to pronounce any of these names right. <laughs> yeah, we're going to screw this up. Yeah. Uh, like, that's because that's what we do. That's what we're about. I'm like, check out this corner from Atlanta, Smythe. And you're like, that's Smith. <laughs> I'm going like, to check out this guy. It's not Smythe. Johnson. No, his, his name is Bill Moore. What the hell, Luke? They weren't even. <laughs> but anyway. Um, all right. Roll Tide, everybody. Roll Tide, recruiting day tomorrow.